Hello, I'm Daniel. This is my podcast, Sharpening the Mind. I am a meditation teacher and also a labor activist in Kansas City, Missouri. I teach classes in meditation and Buddhism at the Rime Buddhist Center, as well as a few other places. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Each moment of cultivating the psychological gesture of kindness, rather than the impulse of abandonment, is learning to inhabit our life in a fearless way. That is a quote by the meditation teacher Christina Feldman, and it's from her book, Boundless Heart, The Buddha's Path of Kindness, Compassion, Joy, and Equanimity. And... I read you that quote because I'm going to give a teaching from this book. And actually, I'm getting ready to teach a class on this book, which will consist of uh, the last Sunday of the month for four months. And I'll put links in the show notes in case you're interested in that class. It's online. But I wanted to just go through some of the teachings in this book for you and sort of explore them. So that's that's what I'm doing today. So today, I'm going to talk about kindness. Kindness. Kindness is fundamental to living an ethical life with positive thoughts, words, and actions. It's hard to imagine living a life of virtue that is not mostly focused on kindness. I'm using that word kindness again and again because that's easier to use and understand. But what we're talking about is meta. Meta, M-E-T-T-A. This is a Pali word. It's sometimes translated as kindness, and other times it's translated as friendliness. And sometimes it's they go overboard and it's translated as loving kindness. I'm not crazy about that term. I think it feels really clunky to me, loving kindness. But that is what a term a lot of the people that talk about this use. That's what the Dalai Lama uses, and far be it for me to criticize him. But I think that double word, I don't really like it, so I don't use it. I just use kindness generally. I'm, but what we're not talking about simply being nice, although, of course, that's a good thing. We're talking about making kindness a space where our thoughts dwell and our feelings as well. The Buddha talked about a way of being in the world, regardless of what's going on around you, with a mind that abides in kindness. He wasn't talking about just holding an umbrella for someone in the rain or opening a door for someone. He was talking about cultivating a boundless kindness, having a boundless heart, a sense of kindness that knows no limits. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about training in kindness. And meta, meta is also a verb with connotations of befriending. I like to say we're trying to make friends with our minds. Sometimes your mind really seems like it's not your friend, and I think you may know what I'm talking about. It can sometimes seem like your mind isn't on your side at all. Uh, I think we've all had that experience where our minds are just telling us terrible stories that are making us enormously unhappy and the story your mind's telling isn't even true. Expecting a bad day often hurts us more than actually having a bad day. Expecting a bad day often hurts us more than actually having a bad day. 
And so in her book, Boundless Heart, Christina Feldman says, we learn to befriend ourselves, all of the people who come into our lives, the difficult and the lovely. We learn to befriend all events and circumstances, the challenging and the lovely. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. Why would we want to do this, though? Why would we want to train in kindness? Why is Meta important? First of all, bringing more kindness into your life will improve your relationships because, of course, it will. There's this conventional wisdom that's going around that being nice is not cool. There are even pejorative terms that are completely dedicated to just saying you care about other people too much. I'm talking about terms like bleeding heart and snowflake. Bleeding heart is an old term. That was the term they threw around when I was a kid. But now snowflake is is more often used. And it's just, you're too nice. You care about people too much. No, I disagree. I think living life with an open heart is the optimal way for human beings to live. Living life with an open heart is, is the optimal way for human beings to live. You're going to be happier and accomplish more of your goals. And have more harmony with the world around you. All those things. The truth is that if you're kind to the people around you, they like that. They like that. They may not think, oh, he's really kind. I like him. But they may not think in those words directly at the front of their mind. But somewhere in their mind, they like it. And that makes them like you. Kindness strengthens bonding and brings people together as few other things do. If you care about the well-being of the people around you and you're not faking it, they can really tell, and they really like it a lot. People love it when someone pays attention to them, listens to their concerns, and treats them like they matter. Not just because you're supposed to, but because you've trained in kindness and you really want to. But there's more than that. There is more than that. This isn't just about building our our bonds with others. It's bigger than that. Our Ordinary, self-centered way of being in the world does not serve us very well. We are carried around by greed, confusion, and aversion. And I'm going to talk about aversion the most here. But these are the things that get in our way. They stop us from appreciating the good things in our lives. And they place our attention anywhere but where we are. They, this makes us distracted and easily manipulated. We are all being distracted and manipulated in the world today. But I'm going to focus in on aversion. Aversion. Sometimes the word hatred is used for this, and I think that's a little too extreme. It sounds a little too extreme. What we're talking about is when we want to get away from something. Or we really don't like the experience we're having. It's our great resistance to accepting the circumstances we find ourselves in. It's our obsessive thinking about how life is unfair to us. It steals the joy from our hearts and lives and leads us to try to make enemies out of everything all the time. So in her book, Christina Feldman says, Aversion propels us into agitated behavior as we try to fix or rid ourselves of the people, events, and conditions we are convinced are the source of our unhappiness. 
And she goes on to say, The underlying narrative in aversion is about non-acceptance. The eternal story that I and the world need to be different than they are if I am to be happy. Now, our culture has uh, had some success in this area, at least as far as being kind to yourself. You know, there's a lot of, like, you can get a t-shirt that says you are good enough, right? There's a lot of things like that out there, and that's, that's great. That is great. Befriending yourself is really important. Aversion is that feeling that leads us to put up walls. It leads us to be suspicious of others. And if we're dwelling in aversion, we can easily feel like the world is an awful place full of almost exclusively people that want to cause us harm, people that want to take things from us, or stupid people. We can easily start to think that that is what the world is full of. And that will lead us to self-isolate because we don't want to interact with those people. We have to figure out how to avoid those people that we think are everywhere all the time. And it makes us not want to listen to people or have a real good faith dialogue with the people we don't agree with, right? Instead, we think, oh, those are idiots. Or those are really selfish people that are out to get me and I need to protect what's mine, right? We think that way. If we are caught up in aversion, then we think the world is a terrible place. But also, this concept is not limited to the world out there. When we're caught up in aversion, we think we are terrible too. Maybe we think we're unworthy of happiness. And so we think we're unworthy of happiness, so maybe we even sabotage our own goals. That's not a happy way to live your life. You deserve happiness. You are good enough and you deserve happiness. But aversion is powerful also. Managing it is something we have to be determined to do in order to do it. We are going against the tide of our emotional baggage that we've been carrying around all our lives. That's really what we're doing. We are sort of like planting seeds. We're going through a process to set an intention to not be carried around by aversion. We can change our thinking. We can stop making enemies out of everything all the time. It's hard to do because we have a lot of emotional baggage. We've all been kicked in the heart. That's what uh, one of my teachers, Lama Lina, she said, we've all been kicked in the heart and that makes it really hard to have open hearts because we've all been kicked in the heart sometimes in our lives. And that makes us want to close our hearts off and run and hide from the world. That's what that makes us want to do. But what we are doing is trying to change our thinking. Every moment we set that intention to dwell in kindness instead of in aversion, every one of those moments matters. We are committing to changing how we see things and to living with an open heart. We are often so obsessed with our aversion, our fear, and our emotional baggage. This leads us to feel shame or otherwise condemn ourselves. Aversion can easily establish a narrative that separates us from others also. It can be isolating. When you're really out acting out of kindness, there's not so much narrative. You're not telling so much of a story 
Rather, what we're learning how to do is just do things, to just do the right thing. Kindness doesn't create enemies out of anything. We aren't called to love everyone necessarily, but to grant some bottom line level of respect and tolerance that the world is lacking today. Meta is about happiness and peace rooted in understanding. This is a training of our hearts and a commitment to be more intentional in our behavior. So we respond instead of reacting. We decide what to do in situations rather than just doing things. A lot of the time in life, we're on autopilot and we're just doing things. In many of the choices we make, we can choose to ask ourselves, does this lead me toward or away from an open heart? And I want to encourage you to do the things that lead toward an open heart. We don't always feel like being kind in order to respond to what's happening with kindness. I think we get caught up with thinking that we shouldn't be kind if we don't feel like it. You know, I'm in a bad mood. I don't want to be nice to people, right? And I want to challenge you, and this is hard maybe, to not think in that way. Being kind isn't just something we're doing for others because we feel like it. It's a commitment to making our lives better and the world better. Kindness leads to happiness. Being nice to other people is a natural part of who we are. We just don't see it because we're held down by aversion and emotional baggage. We're challenging ourselves to think in terms of we and us instead of that mind that thinks I, me, mine all the time. That is what this is all about. That is it. So this has been my talk on kindness. Uh, Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. And I'll put some links in the show notes. Have a great day. Thank you for listening and have a good day.